Hey y'all, welcome to Seducated, the podcast using business, lifestyle, and marketing. Giving you real perspective and inspiration to help feed your entrepreneurial soul. Our podcast is dedicated to helping you succeed in your business through empowerment and growth. And I'm your Seducated host, Sheila ellis Glasper, and the owner of SEG Media Collective. Let's get started. Well, welcome to another episode of Seducated. Uh, we are excited to have special guests on the show today. We have Keith Sutton and Hannah Sutton. They are business owners here locally in Manhattan. Um, Keith actually started out with the Bistro in Aggieville, Blue Stem Bistro, that is, and he is now a partner with the Blue Stem Grill, um, which is a new restaurant and grill um, and bar located here in Manhattan, actually across from Bill Snyder Family Stadium. And uh, he is also uh, the husband of Hannah, who is the owner of Pip's Bake Shop here in Manhattan. Hannah, what is your connection also with the Blue Stem Bistro and the Grill? So with Blue Stem Grill, I provide a lot of their desserts that they sell on a daily basis. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome. Um, I need to be friends with you because I have like a horrible <laughs> sweet tooth. So, oh yeah, <laughs> that is cool. So the reason why um, we asked Keith and Hannah to be on the show today is to talk about marriage and business because it is such a large topic when you start mixing you know your relationship with business um and being able to separate the two and how does that work even myself with our business seg media collective um, my husband and i are co-owners of the business and so uh, we've been married now for eight years and we have two kiddos and it is not easy to balance you know, the family life and the marriage along with the business, especially um, we were actually married for um, a few years before we started the business. And so we went from, you know, not having regular jobs and like just dealing Mm -hmm. with that to Mm -hmm. now there's this business. And then I jumped ship from my full-time job to start this business while my husband's still working full-time. And so, you know, that dynamic of making that relationship work and then still like, being able to have time for your marriage, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times, even my husband and I, it's like, okay, I don't want to talk about business right now. Can we just talk about something else? Anything else is like pillow talk for me is like business talk. And sometimes, yes, and he's just like, okay, get it out, and then let's talk about something else. So I I definitely get it, and I think it's something just for entrepreneurs in general, um, whether your partner is a partner in your business as well or if you guys are just partners in life, it's definitely something that every entrepreneur (laughs) deals with. Um, And we're so happy to have you guys on the show to kind of talk about how you guys are making that work and to talk about your businesses as well. Also on the show, we have Hannah Pollock, who is our fabulous social media and podcast intern for this spring semester, and she actually works at the Blue Stem Bistro and Grill. Just Bistro. Okay, yeah, yeah. she works at the Blue Stem Bistro in Aggieville, and um, she had the idea to bring Keith and Hannah on the show. So that is really exciting to have Hannah on the show as well, um, to be able to ask um, some of these 
burning questions that we have for <laughs> Keith and Hannah. <laughs> so um, our first question is, can you guys just share a little bit of your story? Um, what came first, business or love? For us, it was business came first chronologically just because by the time we had met each other, I think I, for the most part, had figured out that, like, okay, restaurants, that's kind of what I want to commit my life to uh, as far as occupation goes. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, you had kind of already known that, like, you wanted to pursue a bakery. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's definitely the case. I've known that I knew I wanted to be a baker since I was, like, 11 years old. So we both started working at, well, you started first working at Blue Stamp Bistro, and that's how we initially met. So he was already in with Wisdom Bistro. They had already begun talking about opening opening up this second location. And then that's kind of when I came on board, started working there as well as a barista and a baker. Um, and then we kind of met um, still, again, both kind of on our paths for business. And we're kind of essentially like on the same road, look to the side and we're like, oh, we're both like kind of going the same way. So we just kind of kept going. We have, obviously, it gives us a lot to talk about, a lot in common, yeah. food industry. Um, yeah. yeah, so it yeah, it just kind of happened that way. Yeah. Not and, super romantic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of funny just because our, our talents kind of complement the other, I'd like to think, because it's so funny that, like, sh- I married a baker, and people say, like, how are you skinny? And I'm like, well, I, I don't have a sweet tooth. I I don't. Like I, it's the saddest thing. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and you know, she grew up, you know, pastor's daughter and stuff, and not much exposure to mixing cocktails and all that stuff. Oh and, yeah, zero. And <laughs> so, like, I studied elementary education at K State before I worked in a restaurant. And then I got behind the bar, and I said, "Wow, okay, this is really fun. This is that's when I knew. Once I got behind the bar, um, of course, my talents spill out elsewhere. You know, to the coffee side of thing and even just, you know, like in the kitchen and stuff. But, um, yeah, I really like all the beer, wine, cocktails, mixing, all that stuff uh, aspect of it. And, and that's where she's not nearly as experienced. So it's kind of funny how mm-hmm. we just kind of ping back and forth and go round and round. Yeah. It's fun. I, it makes me think of um, actually like a premarital counseling session that my husband and I was in. We had to write a list of um, things that you like about your, you know, your um, partner. And the on the other side, it's the things that you don't like so much about your partner. <laughs> and, you know, this was an exercise that we had. And the interesting thing is, is we actually balanced each other out. So the stuff that I didn't like, like that he jokes too much, like <laughs> the thing, one of the things he didn't like was that I was too serious sometimes. Uh-huh. And so that oftentimes with relationships, that's what happens in successful mm-hmm. relationships is people balance each other out. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool um, that you guys have, you know, some of those differences that actually complement and work for a business, especially a business partner, you'd always want your business partner to have strengths that maybe are your weaknesses and then vice versa. So that's really awesome for you guys um, to have that. And so one of the next questions we have is, how did you decide that you guys wanted to open up your own food service businesses? Um, so basically, like, how did Blue Stem Grill and Pips actually come about? How did that happen? You want to go first? Okay. Um, 
or the leap for, of faith that you had to take. Yeah. Because everybody knows it takes a leap of faith to start a business and yeah. kind of yeah. put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe more appropriately, what was that leap of faith um, that it took for mm-hmm. you guys to officially open up mm-hmm. both respective businesses? I think for me, my biggest leap, I kind of hinted at it a second ago, but was walking away from elementary education. Like I didn't finish in that and I was going into my last semester, wrecked up my debt, you know, all that stuff. And even to go back a step, my one sibling is a elementary education teacher, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, grandparents, all that stuff. I go back uh, many generations and stuff. So for me to I think the boldest thing I did was kind of just walk away from that and say like, okay, I think I want to pursue this restaurant thing. First one in my family. I think I just want to go for it. And so that was kind of my black sheep moment uh, going against the grain. And then I aligned myself with uh, um, the Blue Stem team. And it's it feels weird even calling it a team. It's more of a family. Um, I lucked out and picked well there. But um, yeah, I managed, worked my way up there and managed. And then... Um, we had built up a big relationship with the foundation. And mm-hmm. so the foundation said, hey, we're building this office park and we just have this relationship with you and we we want you guys in on it with us. And so, Very nice. uh, yeah. And as Hannah and I, we, we were asked to speak at a, um, or in a, was it entrepreneurship class? Yeah, it was a class. John? Yeah, um, last semester. And Hannah went first and she said it, otherwise I would have said it, but um, she said, oh yeah, you know, we were, looked out and blah blah and teacher just like cut her off and was like hang on kids you know in this in this class yeah yeah she's known for decades he holds his hands out and he goes remember kids we don't believe in luck in this business class we believe in positioning ourselves favorably and that just like really resonated me and i was like cool that's that's what i was doing i was positioning myself favorably yes i lucked out and they approached us with this good opportunity and everything but uh also, at the same time, it was like... You laid the groundwork. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it was a lot of hard work day to day, just, you know, on my grind, as the kids say. As <laughs> <laughs> the youth say. Yeah. the youth. So, yeah, on your grind to secure that bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> Get the spread. Definitely. So, like, that's interesting you said that you built the relationship with the foundation. And for the listeners that um, may not know exactly maybe the demographic or the kind of location on where your business is it's a really cool location um it's literally across the street from bill snyder uh, family stadium um which there are thousands and thousands of people that come mm-hmm. for football games i think the stadium holds like 20 30, people um K-State football is huge in our area, and so for you guys to literally be the only food and beverage place, like this literally across the street and the tailgaters and everything that's going on right there, you're really in a hot spot um, right there. And it used to be just open land, right? Mm -hmm. That was right there um, until the foundation um, built their new building out there in Mm -hmm. Office Park. So um, really cool location that you guys have really cool opportunity. One of the things you said, Keith, that that stood out to me was that you had a really good relationship with the foundation. Could you share a little bit? Because the podcast, really what we do is we're sharing the stories of founders as to be able to inspire um, entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs who are trying to figure this whole thing out. And learning from you guys' stories is like really, you know, 
special um, for us to be able to share it on the podcast. And so that really stuck out to me. You said that you built the relationship with the foundation. What did you do to really build that relationship to where they would give you the um, anchor spot yeah. in yeah. the building? Um, well, they wanted a semi-healthy option and something local, and that was us. And so we would cater to them probably two, three times a week. They always were entertaining guests or, you know, had some big event going on. And so we uh, took care of their needs for us. And then, But even beyond that, if you looked at, like, the weekend when they weren't working, they were all – I got to know them personally because they were in – in the bistro on the weekends, spending their free time and chatting it up with me and drinking coffee and just having a good time. And we got to facilitate that. And that was really cool getting to know some of them outside of work and, um, and not just them, but their families and, you know, their little ones, all that. And so um, I remember my dad saying, pretty wise guy, he's held a lot of titles in his day, but um, I remember him telling me a bit of wisdom was no matter what you do, you got to be good with people. And I also remember a, a high school coach always telling me um, consistency beats accuracy any day of the week. So it's not what you can do well. It's what you can do well over and over and over again. And I feel like just uh, between, you know, us being good to them and actually, like, caring about them as humans, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all just humans, you know. Um, between all of that, it was about a lot more than just providing lunch. Like, anybody can provide mm-hmm. lunch, you know. So I love that. Yeah. So I think just all that in combination with each other was kind of what made the, the partnership happen. All right. So, um, Hannah, what about pits? What was like your leap of faith, like certain situations that drove you to open up your own bakery? Um, so like I said earlier, I always knew I wanted to be a baker. Um, I feel like 50% 50% of little girls are always like, I want to own a cupcake shop. <laughs> so uh, so I, again, positioned myself in a, in a favorable spot. I started working at a bakery in town. It was called Four Cakes. And so I worked there um, a lot of mornings. I started working at the Bistro Bakery. Um, I started working at a place called Varsity Donuts in the bakery, working back there and decorating, um, trying to get as much experience as I could. And... Kind of similar to Keith's experience, um, the owner of Four Cakes came to me and said, hey, we're moving, and I want to sell you my bakery, essentially. I want to sell you all my contracts and my equipment, um, kind of one bundle deal, um, and it came with contracts throughout that fall uh, with weddings. So it was kind of really quickly for me. I always knew, again, that I wanted to open a bakery, but it was always kind of that well, Sunday in the future, I'll open it. Mm -hmm. And she literally just called me and essentially had this package just ready for me to go, like with business and everything ready to go. So that was, I mean, that was my leap of faith. It all happened within, within a couple weeks. All of a sudden I was pursuing this business. I had a lawyer, I had everything written out. I got a loan for it and we were going. I just had to find a location and crazy yeah it was very fast so like in retrospect like neither of you really like had like a time or date it just kind of popped up yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) (laughs) just kind of popped up you know normal people would i say normal people entrepreneurship's never normal (laughs) you would write your business plan you know get your executive executive summary and then have all your like loan papers written out and no it was like Zero to a hundred. <laughs> so since you're both like 
essentially self-made entrepreneurs. Um, and I kind of get this by being like a student and like working internships mm-hmm. and jobs. How do you balance your time between work and like building your life together and just like having time for yourself in your relationship? It's a lot of uh, just kind of running out the door and saying like, all right, the big dog didn't get food, little one did. <laughs> you know, like a lot of just kind of flailing communication so and then true. just trying to maintain till like our solid date day. Like mm-hmm. this is low-key a date right now. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, you got to be patient with the other. That's a big thing, um, especially as, like I said, the way our timelines kind of coincided. Both of our businesses were very young and we're having to figure it out our, in our own selves. And then we also got married. So we're having to figure each other out along with each other's businesses and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, as I'm figuring out my schedule, so is she figuring out my schedule. So mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. patience there. Um, I think healthy barriers like, you know, date day. Like if my phone buzzes right now, I'm not going to check it. Mm-hmm. If it's something for work, you know, if it's not an emergency, which we're closed today, like, you know, it can wait till tomorrow, that kind of stuff. Yeah, setting important boundaries. Yeah. Like, for for me, I had to set a couple, like, no emails in, like, certain parts of the house. Like, just designating, since a lot of my work is from home, like, a lot of emailing, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of back, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of a bakery. It's not mm-hmm. all just cute cakes. It's a lot of communications and invoicing and taxes and a lot of stuff. So... Just setting up boundaries, not, you know, letting that during certain parts, certain times of the day, certain places in the house, like I said. Yeah, because you transitioned from, like, an actual location to your guys' own house. Yes, yeah. So, so we so we built, um, I guess that's an important part. We converted our garage into a commercial KDA FDA approved bakery. Which is super cool, but yeah. also... It looks like, it looks like a lab. <laughs> it looks like a lab, and literally my sister is a food scientist, and she came and visited, and she goes, wow, yeah, this is my lab. <laughs> so, um, again, it looks very different than your typical Instagrammy bakery, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, it's different, but it's great. And so, yeah, especially with my work, then being 100% at home, it's like, you gotta set boundaries and, and guidelines have healthy communication too yeah like um i'm gonna be working all night tonight yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. expect to see me <laughs> yeah or even just like i know for me it's like cool i i picture this uh you know like big bakery in our house it's awesome it's got like a three-tier sink and all sorts of stuff but it's like somehow still you know like oh a, a dirty whisk ends up you know in the kitchen sink or you know, or maybe sometimes just like an extra pot or something like that. And it's like, oh, wow, I never thought the bakery like creep out that way. But like mm-hmm. every once in a while it does, you know, and it's. We're not really balancing it great. <laughs> We're figuring it out as we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, like you guys all both opened up like your own respective businesses, got married and bought a house all within like a few years. Yeah time right yeah oh we, yeah it was like within one within one, one year, year actually yeah, there, <laughs> one year there was like oh there was like the three months three or four months yeah was we got married bought a house like got back from our honeymoon at two in the morning by 10 a.m we had looked at the house that we oh, bought yeah, and put an offer down like it was yeah 
Shout out to Derek Richards of Alliance Realty. Um, <laughs> um, he's awesome. Um, he waited till we were on our way back from our honeymoon to text us and tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. House. Oh my God. Um, that was nice. So yeah, so we got got married, bought a house, uh, converted part of the house into the bakery, moved the bakery. That's like oh, that some was, big equipment. Um, that's a lot. And then yeah, we gained a vehicle for catering purposes. Yeah. And we. Got Nala back, your little dog. Oh, I got my dog, um, yeah. And then I, I opened parents, the grill. instant parents. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I opened the grill, which it's kind of funny because she is her own employee, like her own sole employee operating mm-hmm. from home. So it's just kind of like that little bubble. But then like I go to the grill and there were like 30 brand new faces all looking like to me and Trevor, you know, and Kevin and Jenny like for answers and you know, it's like having a bunch of newborn kids and constant <laughs> stimulus in my face, always texts and emails and stuff. So from home, I come home from that and I'm kind of just burnt. Mm-hmm. I'm toast. And then I come home and she's like, human interaction <laughs> with my favorite human. Yep. So, so yeah. um, besides like those challenges of just like the crazy fast timeline and just like the completely new experience with like the grill and moving the bakery... Um, what have you found have been like the benefits of being able to open your own businesses together? Um, it helps us relate on a whole different level. Yeah. Than a lot of people. I mean, you talk about having things in common. This is like very, very common lifestyle. So yeah. we can, both as it frustrates us, we can really understand each other and where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just like, I said I'm a very relatable human being. Um, like I just love relating with people and chatting it up with people. And it's just fun for me to say like, oh yeah, like the one thing that I don't even come close to in the culinary world is baking. <laughs> but like my wife does and she's incredibly talented. It's super awesome, you know? And so like I probably... I think I'd for sure pass out more business cards for her than I do for myself. And so, just it's, <laughs> so it's just, I don't know, for me it's just kind of fun to just kind of like have that dream, you know, someday we want to, you know, we halfway talk about working our way towards our own place or whatever. And so it's like just fun to kind of like dream together, you know, like mm-hmm. if I was doing something totally different and she was still in food service or vice versa, date nights and you know, vision yeah, casting and stuff. It would be totally different. We'll just sit dogs. there over coffee, yeah, on our on our date day and something. You know, we'll talk about ideas for like a speakeasy I want to have. You know, mm-hmm. with her, or like you know, or a bagel shop she wants to have something like that. And it's it's just so funny because we'll sit there and just talk about like just raw facts, like oh no, not this, because keeping that hot would be a nightmare. And <laughs> you know, like. Just consistency of this would mm-hmm. change, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking about profit margins and all these things. And it's like, cool, well, we can scrap that idea that, you know, <laughs> wouldn't come to fruition for like 10, 15 years or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's just kind of funny. Keith, you mentioned earlier about, and Hannah, about how like communication has been like a really big thing that you've learned not only in your relationship, but also with your businesses Um, what are some other like really big values or skills that you find have overlapped when building like your entrepreneur, um, relationship and your personal relationship? 
just to kind of go along with that, um, I know she had mentioned it earlier at the beginning, kind of plugged uh, premarital counseling, but to kind of go into that, like, I know for for my staff at the grill, and hopefully, like, with you too at the bistro, hopefully I, I nailed this into your head. Of course, this was before I went through premarital counseling, but <laughs> it's a lot of life is about, boils down to expectations, like mm-hmm. whether, you know, if you have hurt feelings about something, it's probably because your expectations weren't met, or I always tell my staff at the grill, like, it's your job to figure out and establish those expectations up front. So, like, even if it's just some server at a table, you know, I tell them, don't assume anything. If any of them listen to this, they're probably laughing right now, just because, like, (laughs) I hammer that into their heads. Like, your job is not to assume. Assumption is one of the many tools of the devil, that's what I always say. Mm -hmm. And so, same thing, like, with business or relationship. Like, you have to fish out those expectations, even if they're underlying. Like, I know I always tell everybody about the game we play at most ends of the day. Um... We play high-low buffalo, which I know a lot of people do. High of your day, low of your day, and then just some, like, funny, awkward, goofy moment. Maybe it's cringeworthy, maybe it's comical, whatever. But, like, you know, one of my guys is engaged, and he's getting married in a couple months, and I told him about this game. But I was like, it's about so much more than just, like, how was your day? Mm -hmm. It's For me, it's, you know, like, I get to see trends. You know, we're still pretty, you know, we were talking about this earlier. We're not newlyweds, but... Whatever the term is, stage if someone has the answer for this, um, at me, because um, <laughs> oh <my laughs> we don't know what it's, what's right after newlywed, but not like you know married for a decade. But yeah, so like it lets I get to pick up on these trends, you know, because like we're still pretty young in our marriage, so it's like mm-hmm. I get to figure out what are the highs that she tends to talk about, so that lets me know how she's wired, or she tells me about if she has like five lows in the day, it's like oh crap, I'm inheriting like you know this this ball of emotions right now or yep, daily or if it's like <laughs> she has a bunch of buffaloes that you know keep her laughing or whatever like okay i get to you know it just lets me know like how she works and kind of lets me look at trends and stuff and it's like kind of same thing like with the business you're gonna look at trends and you're gonna try to anticipate that so you know she says oh i had a bad cake tasting because they were blah 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 and then the next day she's like oh yeah i have a cake tasting today and it's blah 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 then I can be like cool I'm gonna bring home some flowers tonight or you know <laughs> yeah whatever you in know. your mind like, yeah <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send her an extra puppy video on Instagram oh my god um, <laughs> but uh I already sent way too many but so yeah so for me it's just like a lot of like perception and reading between the lines and anticipating and viewing trends and stuff mm-hmm. and those are all like some business cliches but when yeah. I think about it that's really what I'm doing like with her like on the fly you know, working in the service industry and like, or working in the marketing industry, like you really yeah. have to anticipate or like read yeah. between the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like everything you do. Like I know you can relate. Like if somebody comes in and says, "Yeah, let me just get a coffee," as a barista, it's like great. Now I have to ask you <laughs> ten questions. Like, yeah, literally, what size for here to go? Do you need room for creamer? It's getting warm out. Do you want a hot coffee or an iced coffee? Yeah, what yeah. roast do you want? Like. Mm-hmm. And it's because you ask those questions that you're able to meet them at the other end with a successfully made drink exactly how they want it, even though they didn't know that's how they wanted it. But Yeah. Um, for me, since we have differences in who we work with, I work with myself 99% of the time. So for me, it's, I mean, much more of a personal 
I mean, obviously a personal thing. So I found, I mean, really grace works. And that sounds weird, but grace, having grace on yourself is incredibly helpful and it helps you have grace on others. I've always been taught, you know, have grace on others, have grace with other people. But especially when you're doing your own, and mine is a lot more of a creative business per se. So you mess up a lot or it doesn't turn out exactly how you want it to and you don't know why. And it you just keep pounding yourself or getting angry at yourself. Um, and then that tends to overflow again from a business standpoint. It overflows into my relationship with my husband. And so just to have grace on yourself and forgiveness on yourself, translating that over to have grace and forgiveness with others in your relationship has just been super helpful. I mean, I fail at it every day, <laughs> but um, it's always a good reminder because um, you got to start with yourself um, before you'll be able to overflow into others. So, yeah. yeah. I'd say like another thing while we're talking about like what spills over is uh, something we'd been talking about earlier. It was like just kind of you always have to have curiosity. Like you can't be phoning it in. Like, um, I mean, we all have good days, bad days, whatever. But um, whether it be like with your spouse or like with your occupation um, or like, and I've told other kids like, you know, like in your faith, whatever it is, like you have to have curiosity. Otherwise you're not in it for the right reason. You're just going through the motions. So mm-hmm. like you have to have that passion, that curiosity. You have to want to delve deeper. Um, otherwise you just settle into complacency and yeah, you get burnt out and it's not fun anymore. So yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you think that your guys' success um, in opening your respective businesses is unique, being partners, and kind of what's been your favorite part of the entire experience? Having somebody right by your side who's going through the exact, um, not exact, but similar <laughs> situation. I know. I like seeing once again, like you know, the side of the culinary world that I don't really delve in or have any, I don't don't want to say I don't have any interest in, but I definitely don't excel at, but, um, yeah, I get to see like the cake side of things and, um, I don't, you know, I could slow smoke some meat for, you know, 10, 12 hours, but I can't bake a cake for 45 minutes or whatever, you know, like I just don't have that kind of patience. I don't know why, but it is fun to like get to see her do it. And um, yeah, it's like I said, you got to stay curious and always have something pushing you. So it's it's fun for me to see some of that. Yeah, it's kind of cool that you have, and you said it earlier, very different but complementary um, knowledge of the restaurant business and restaurant industry. You've got food and drink and beverage, and I'm much more of the um, pastries and the arts of baking and so together we can really we've just been really able to complement each other in the knowledge of running a restaurant so if someone has a question almost in any aspect coffee cake you know pastries cocktails we can answer it pretty much so I think that's been really helpful um, just in sounding knowledgeable that sounds really cocky but <laughs> We don't have all the answers, but we can at least BS our way through it yeah, in the beginning go. of a conversation. Yeah. And so we can improv our way through. But it has been helpful. Um, yeah, and just understanding each other and understanding how a business works. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think one thing that's worth hi- highlighting, um, 
which I think Hannah, you can attest to this, but like the blue stem way is a little different. Like it's kind of a plow deep, not yeah. wide sort of thing with its mm-hmm. um, employees and stuff. Like we, it's more of like a emotional, not yeah. necessarily like in a negative way, but it's more of like a personal yeah. business relationship yeah. with your yeah. customers, mm-hmm. not. Let's get this bread type of I'm here for my shift and that's all that matters. It's a lot yeah. More yeah, like the work goes beyond yeah. clocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we've always said, like, you know, we, we hire more for like a family and then we have such a good uh, environment that it spills over the counter and everybody, you know, ends up enjoying it and mm-hmm. buying into that family aspect and yeah. So we were trying to cultivate that from scratch at the grill and you know, it's a little different but also like it still is. I mean, it's it's a family. Those kids really care about each other and everything. And, um, you know, they, a lot of them will call me dad. And, like, <laughs> then, that, and then that translated into <laughs> Hannah being called mom. For us, like, you know, even for me, even if, you know, somebody is a little late or, you know, somebody didn't get the appetizer played out before the appetizer, something like any little frustration I might have, like, it's still fine. I'm able to have grace them because they're like, they are my family too, even mm-hmm. though I've only known them for, you know, however many months. But, um, so I think it's nice to like have that included like in my marriage. Like, yes, I walked away from a family at the bistro and that was really hard, uh, both regular customers and like coworkers and stuff. But like, um, to go and start like this other like family kind of from scratch, like that was kind of a crazy experience but like I'm really like proud to have all those kids in our family and everything and so one thing that makes us unique is that I do have like those kids to lean on when I am spending so many hours away from my wife and they welcome her in you know yeah call me mom and everything yeah Uh, (laughs) and I've, I've always said you know like it was kind of a weird route to where I am like today but just you know one step at a time just kind of kept my nose to the grindstone stayed a little curious was good to people, all these things I've said, like did all that in my day to day. And then all of a sudden I look behind me and it's like, whoa, like we started a pretty cool restaurant and there's a lot of cool kids that have like bought into it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like they are all signing leases with each other for next year. Or like, you know, if kids couldn't go home for Christmas, other kids were taking them home for Christmas. It's just like all these people came together over, you know. Yeah, it was like, it was kind of cool at the Christmas party even. Like we had... The grill and the bistro groups, like families, yeah. together yeah. as one. But it was like was so cool. cool because it just like was this weird overlapping mix of like families. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just like meeting the in-laws. Yes. But it, yeah. it was awesome. Like just by December, seeing that the grill had cultivated mm-hmm. the same kind of family um, atmosphere that mm-hmm. was created bistro. So. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. It's yeah. cool. What advice would you give to young entrepreneurs or even young married couples um, who are embarking on a journey, maybe mm-hmm. similar to you guys? Have patience with one another, for sure. Um, I would recommend, honestly, writing down on two different papers. One, if, if you are pursuing a business, one, why you're pursuing it. Kind of write down your goals and your dreams and why you're doing it because there's going to be a point it's going to be the valley of despair I'd say 99.9% of all entrepreneurs have experienced it where you're just at this point where 
money sucks, you're exhausted, just everything seems like it's going downhill and you're going to forget why you even started it in the beginning. So just even something to go back to in your own writing to see this is why, like a reminder for yourself, this is why I'm doing this. This isn't always going to last. You know, it's just a season of time. Um, and I think that could even overlap to your significant other, you know, writing down your favorite qualities about that person or uh, what you love about them and, and why. And so just things to go back to and look on when you are faced with tough times. Also, too, like you got to make sure once again, it all boils down to communication, expectations and all that, that you got to make sure that even though it is your dream, but like your significant other has to like be 100% bought in as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I know it's tough. Like, you know, the grill's getting better and better every day, but you know, sometimes like it, it, you know, it's not the 90 hour work weeks like it was at first, but it's still, you know, not just some nine to five on the weekdays. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes like it is tough. Like, all right, you know, like see ya tonight, 8 a.m. And tonight means I'll see you at 10 p.m., you know, or whatever. And it's like just walking out the door. It's sometimes it's tough to hear that. Like, all right, love you. You know, just kind of like that, like, <laughs> oh, gosh, this is the worst. You know, it's, it's tough. So, like, I think you just got to, like, make sure that. You're both on board. Yeah, it's not 100%. it's not one person's dream. It's, it is definitely both. Like, there's payment and sacrifice to be made from a lot of parties involved. So, mm-hmm. so thank you, Hannah and Keith, for joining us. It was really awesome yeah. being able to hear your story. And um, thank you to the listeners for listening. Please uh, definitely subscribe to our podcast if you have not subscribed already. Um, Definitely follow us on social media at SEG Media Collective. You can find all of our information there about not only about the podcast, but about our services. And until next time.